Welcome to Overflow, the podcast exploring what is and is not inherently visible about those who build with Webflow. I'm Matthew Munger from the Webflow community team, and in each episode, we highlight the unique perspectives, passions, and experiences that fuel the creative mind of our guest. From London in the United Kingdom, we're joined by the director at Pristine Digital, Chase Ahmed. Chase is a young agency owner, an active contributor to the community, and also a competitor in the 2022 Speed Build Challenge. In this episode, we'll hear about when and why to grow from a freelancer to an agency by focusing on your skill, strengths, and quality of work. Featuring Shay Samad, this is Overflow. Hey, Chase, thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much, Matthew. I'm excited to be here for sure. Can you start off by telling us just a short bit about yourself? My name is Chase. I'm a Webflow developer who owns an agency called Pristine Digital, and we're based out of London, UK, as you can tell from my accent. And yeah, that's just a quick introduction to myself. I'm 20 years old currently. You said you're located in London. What is Correct. it that you like about living there? I mean, right now, London is quite expensive. That's one thing I don't like. But one thing that I do like is I've got a lot of family. I've got a lot of friends here. You know, I grew up in London, so you tend to like what you've grown up in. And yeah, I really enjoy London because of the diversity. There's a lot of different people you can meet. So it's really cool. You experience a lot of culture. I love the food over here as well. Yeah, it's quite a big city with quite a lot of busy people. And you get to meet. When you go out for food, what is there a specific place or type of food that you like to, to go to? There's this specific cuisine called PFC, which is, it stands for perfect fried chicken. It's very London in a way. It's like you get wings, for like fried chicken wings and then chips are the same, oh, fries. And with that, we just used to, after school, just go pop up to the, you know, PFC shop and get, you know, like three, four wings. Yeah, it's just a very, very um, iconic kind of cuisine that we have in London. But apart from that, there is a bunch of other different stuff. I really love Indian food. Me being Pakistani myself, you know, I love Indian food and whatnot. For sure, the one thing that stands out is definitely PFC. That is like the iconic cuisine <laughs> in London or more specifically East London. Like everyone that you mean East London loves that cuisine for sure. Anything else that you really enjoy about living in London? Things that you like to do um, I like to stay at home a lot. I'm not going to lie. I'm not really a partier. I don't really party. I don't really do anything too crazy. I just like to have, you know, my you know, close circle of friends. Just, you know, go out on small little, you know, adventures here and there. You know, nothing too crazy. Sometimes I like going go-karting, bowling, for example, or just hanging around in a restaurant with my friends and not very exciting. I did meet up with a couple of Weflows before for the people watching Vermarlin. He's like another Weflow from London. And we met up quite a few times. I went to his office in West London and yeah we just chill do Webflow and the other time we had we actually had a Webflow event right it's called Flow London we met up with a bunch of different Webflows all over London just to name a few Jack Redley Joseph Berry was there there's a you know a bunch of different people and we just met up at a pizza place just hanging out and just you know chatting on the way we were walking around it was really really fun so that sounds like a good time I'm ready to come to one of those meetups for sure what does your workspace look like if we were to look at your workspace what we see okay so my desk setup i just got this big 27 inch monitor i've got this lamp that's shining on my face right now it's a lamp but it's unique in a way because it has wireless charging on it so i just slap my phone down on it and it charges wirelessly i also got this massive desk mat i've got a wireless keyboard a mouse i've got my macbook to the left of me and also just a small little you know lamp or light as well just 
you know, brighten up my face whenever I'm recording or if I'm on calls. Right now, I've got a deck of cards, um, my mm. keys, and I think a bottle of gum. Yeah, pretty <laughs> simple play, nothing too fancy. I know a couple of people have, you know, this crazy setup with a bunch of different stuff, but yeah, mine's, mine's quite simple. Oh, but it's unique to you. So the, the playing cards are interesting. Do you play cards during your breaks or are you an aspiring magician? What's going on there? You know, whenever I see a person doing some, you know, cool tricks with cards in their hands and whatnot, like shuffling and all of that stuff, and it really intrigued me. I was like, that's so cool, man. I want to do that. So whenever I'm thinking or whatever, I'll just, you know, grab that deck of cards, you know, do a couple shuffles, play around with it. And yeah, now I know a couple tricks. I'm really good at one of them is called the reigning shuffle, which I really like doing. But yeah, it's mostly just there to learn shuffling tricks. Is I don't really play card games at all. So kind of like a, it's a fidget toy there for your desk. For sure something you can yes, play with. That's physically. exactly what it is. Do you have a window there? Yes, I do. I can just see my garden and my home gym and all the neighbors oh. and whatnot. So yeah, I do have a window. Do you listen to any music while you work? I don't listen to music with lyrics. When I want to do, you know, really focused work, I either have no music or I just have, you know, something called binaural beats, which just mm. is, you know, some music for, it just is, you know, frequency type music. It's quite weird. Apparently there's research that, you know, it helps you think and focus and whatnot. And lyrics can be distracting. So that's, if I was yeah. listening to any music, it would be that binaural beats for sure. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. I've tried other ones called Brain FM or like Indel, which are very similar. Yeah, I, had, I actually have both of those, Brain FM and Endo. I think I bought something from somewhere. I think it was my mattress. I'm not really too sure. And it came with like a card where you get like six months of Endo for free. And I was like, oh, oh, for, this, for the you sleep know, sounds to go with the mattress. Exactly. Like, there was one point in my life where I couldn't go sleep without listening to the Endo sleep sounds. So I really, really did enjoy Endo, but I kind of forgot about it. But you reminded me. Do you have any hobbies or interests, things that you like to do when you're not working? I really love playing chess. So I have this really cool chessboard, proper wooden, hardcore chessboard that I play with my brothers all the time. So I've got three brothers, one older and two younger, and we love playing chess. And my youngest brother, he's 14 right now, and he always beats me. Made him my goal this year to beat him in at least one chess game. But um, yeah, I really, really, you know, love playing chess. Also, I like playing football, which is all, you know, soccer. But yeah, we like to call it football here in the UK. You can, you know, purchase a pitch for like an hour. And that's a very common thing for people my age. We just, you know, buy a pitch, we all chip in, maybe five or 10 pounds each person, and we play Play, you know like an hour game of football but yeah, that's what i like to do i got a gym in my garden so i got a little shed and you know i've got a bunch of gym equipment there so i like you know hitting the gym yeah that's pretty much it to be honest gym chess and football do those play a factor in kind of your creativity and your your thinking processes I definitely think it does. And I definitely think having a strong, fit body and just being healthy in general will allow you to have a healthy mind and it will allow you to, you know, be more creative, be more productive, will give you a lot of clarity. It will limit, you know, brain fog, which I've been suffering, I used to suffer from, you know, quite, quite a lot. I definitely think if you also need an outlet. Yeah. So when you work too much and I've experienced this, right, if you just work too much without any kind of physical activity and we just sit down at our desks pretty much all day doing whatever yeah. we need to do and we barely get up. So yeah, I've seen it definitely help my creativity purely because I can think a lot more clearer. There's a strong connection between your physical health and, and your mental health. 100%.
you described yourself as a director, but also as a Webflow developer. So tell us about your roles and what you do. Yeah, the reason I said director and Webflow developer is I'm actually also a designer at the same time, which is <laughs> I do I have, I have a bunch of different roles, but in the beginning, I was more of a solopreneur and I used to do everything. So I, I was a designer, I was a developer, I was, you know, a project manager. I was pretty much everything. As time went on and I hired a bunch of people to fulfill different roles, I became more of a director where I just make the main business decisions and I help in project management and I just purely try to grow the business as much as possible through hiring, making better processes, thinking about different marketing strategies and whatnot. I love Webflow. So I always like to have at least one project that I have for myself purely because I just really like Webflow and I, I don't really think of it as work. I just think of it as fun. Was going kind of from freelancer or entrepreneur to owning an agency, was that a goal that you had or is that just something that kind of just naturally happened? I've always had the goal of having an agency. I understood right from, you know, early, right, that as a freelancer, however fulfilling it is and whatnot, there is a ceiling, right? And that the ceiling is confined by your time, right? You only have 24 hours a day as a freelancer. Oh, I always wanted to have an agency purely because I don't want there to be any kind of ceiling. You get to a point where you're getting quite a few projects and you kind mm -hmm. of get forced to either hand over those projects to other people that you trust or hire out and, you know, subcontract your projects and literally could not handle all of them at the same time. So I kind of had to hire developers to do those projects for me. As an individual freelancer, you have a limited capacity. If you want to grow, you can't really grow the amount of time that's in your day. So you grow by expanding a team or group of fellow freelancers around you to come together, or you have to pass on those opportunities. You know, so that's kind of a decision point that people come across. What excites, motivates you, or is a, a driving factor that keeps you doing what you're doing? What excites me and mo motivates me is the community, for sure. I love, you know, creating content. And I think what does motivate me is just helping other people. And I know as altruistic as that sounds, it genuinely is a reason that, you know, motivates me and excites me purely because I was, you know, in the position of other people in the beginning of my career as well, where, you know, I didn't really know what to do. I had to try everything under the sun to make things work. And I right now want to be the person that I wish I found when I was first starting out, if that makes sense. In the beginning, right, what used to motivate me was, if I'm being straight up honest, was the money, right? But I've come to a point now where that does not motivate me. What does motivate me is the status of the company that I'm doing, you know, the project for. So the more clout you can say the company has, that motivates me. So motivation and whatever excited me definitely changed over time. That's interesting. And a very good point that what motivates you as a freelancer or just getting started is very different than now being responsible for an agency and being responsible to your employees and also to the image of the agency in the projects you take on and the clients you work with. Every choice that you make is to uphold that kind of brand image while also supporting team and keeping things moving forward. Any advice or tips that you could give there as far as other agency owners who are really needing to focus in on how do I find the clients that are the best fit for my agency? Number one, I think the main thing right to solve that problem is have self-awareness of what you're good at, but at the same time have, have self-awareness to what you're not good at. And that is that way, right? You can kind of target the projects that best fit you. You know, for example, myself, I was not really good at the whole super hard coding 
managing projects, right? You know, I had, you know, the other day I had a project come in that required SQL and a bunch of stuff, right? That it wasn't really for me. But what I am really good at is websites that are highly interactive or websites that need migration from WordPress to Webflow, projects that require a lot of SEO. So I understood, right, that, okay, this is what I'm good at and these are the projects I'm going to target. So again, it's just a matter of finding out, okay, this is what you are good at and this is what you're not. And just focus on the projects that you're good at. How do you know when to hire someone that fits those strengths that you currently have compared to when you hire to expand kind of the capabilities of your team? That's a you know good question. I think um, for the first point that you mentioned of hiring you know people that are in line with your strengths is definitely the point where you should do that is when your capacity runs out. Mm-hmm. If you have too many projects you know that you cannot physically take on, Although there are projects that are in line with you and you are, you know, you can do them. You literally do not have the capacity to do them. That is when you should hire people that are in line with your strengths. The time where you should hire people that are in line with your weaknesses, you can say, so you can mm-hmm. expand your skill set. There's a couple of different reasons. It could be that you want to expand your niche, right? It could be out of necessity. For example, if you know you're not good at design, but some projects require design, right? Then mm-hmm. it's kind of a necessity to hire people to expand your strengths in that sense. So a bunch of different reasons that you can choose to hire people to expand your skill set. What is a resource that you think more people in the Webflow community should know about? There's a bunch of different resources that I absolutely love. I think the one that really did help me, like genuinely helped me, was joining Timothy Ricks's Patreon, where he gives exclusive tutorials and exclusive resources. And he has this one thing, right, that is like a Notion document that has a bunch of different pages and it just has the most common types of solutions, right? That Notion document is not the only thing that you get, right? You get a whole community on Discord. You get a bunch of different, you know, tutorials that, you know, nobody else can access. And yeah, you have access to Timothy himself. So if you have a question, he can answer it for you. And there's another one, right, is by Vermarlin, which, you know, he runs TalkFlow with me. Um, He has a super cool solution called Formly. Right. And something else that he released called Formly Logic. And that is a super cool solution for use multi-step forms. And it's so super powerful and it's relatively cheap. And I absolutely love that resource for sure. So yeah, those are the two resources that kind of stand out to me. I highly recommend both of those. And Timothy was also a previous guest on this show. So if you want to hear Timothy, go check out that episode. But there's one more resource, if you don't mind me, you know, Matthew yeah, mentioning. Let's do it. It's literally just something that I used to use internally. I just made a decision on a whim, right? To just release it publicly, see what happens. And it's basically kind of a whimsical flow chart. It shows you the five steps to get Webflow clients. Whenever I learned something new about the whole sales process, I just add a comment onto it, different things that worked out for me and what didn't. And that, you know, resource based on the community's response apparently is really good. So yeah, if you want to check that out, make sure to do that as well. Who is someone within the Webflow community that inspires you? The one person that immediately, you know, came on my mind is someone called Jack Redley. The thing that inspires me about him, right, he goes above and beyond and he's organized a bunch of different events. Not only is he a great designer, but um, he inspires me in, you know, doing stuff with the community. Another person that inspires me is Joseph Ferry as well. You know, I've met him in person, love the guy to bits. And his design and his level of detail in his Webflow work, I don't think there's anyone that comes close to it. You know, his interactions is just out of this world. So he's definitely that guy that goes to for inspiration in regards to Webflow. What is some advice that you would like to share with others in the community? There's this one piece of advice that I'll always say, 
and I'm going to be that annoying person and say it again. Literally just focus on doing great work and literally everything else will fall into place. And I can tell you from experience, right, when I was starting out my career, I was focused on the wrong things, like, you know, however much, how, you know, however much I made a month and how many clients I was getting and whatnot. But then as soon as I switched my mindset to focus on, okay, let me just do the best work I possibly can and over deliver on every single project that I get, that will maybe grow. And it did. Um, the times that I was doing that, I grew tremendously. The times where I was not, you know, I plateaued. Another thing as well is be active in the community. For those that don't know, I'm a student, you know, I'm only 20 years old. I did not have any experience in Webflow or anything tech related in my past. I never had a job. Initially, I was very scared to kind of put it out there because nobody really has my kind of story. So I was like, I don't know how people will react to it. But when I did, you know, I did not regret it one bit. So whatever story, you know, you think, you, you know, you have, whether you think is weird, whether you think no one will can relate, put it out there. Trust me, if you're unique, you'll win in community. But yeah, create content for sure for the community that you think will help them. Focus on quality work and get involved in the community. There's a place 100%. for you. If anybody who's listened to this podcast wants to reach out, how can they connect with you? Yeah, so they can connect with me on Twitter. So my Twitter handle is Shace Official. It's S-H-A-I-S Official. That's me on Twitter. Um, I also have a LinkedIn. Just search my full name, Shace Ahmed. S-H-A-I-S-A-H-M-A-D. I'd also got a YouTube channel with a good friend of mine, Vermont, who I mentioned a couple of times throughout this show. Yeah, we have a podcast on YouTube called Talkflow. We interview a bunch of different guests and Webflow-specific topics like how to grow and a bunch to different other stuff but yeah i see you reach out to me this was an overflow episode with shay Samet, produced by the webflow community team with music by joseph mcdade to learn more about the webflow community please visit webflow.com i've been your host matthew munger thanks for listening